tuned into the greatest sports show on the planet. That's Prince, and he's Barty. And you're now listening to Prince and Barty. Buckle up. What's good, bro? Man, another week, man. It, it, it's been crazy. I've been seeing all these tradings of draft picks. The Eagles and the Dolphins and the Dolphins and the Niners and everybody's trading picks to picks. Now the 49ers have been moved up in the draft along with the Miami Dolphins and my Philadelphia Eagles now is drafting 12th. So what does it all mean? Hmm. Some people say the Dolphins and the Eagles are not sure on their quarterbacks that Tua and Jalen Hurts, given their college history of injuries or unsureness, they were moved so that they can get an, a quarterback in the draft. So you're saying the franchises that drafted them number one are unsure of their second-year quarterback? Pretty much. They're not sure. They're, they're, you got to remember, so Philly just drafted Carson Wentz, but they did get to a Super Bowl but they won it on the helms of a back, a service football backup in Nick Foles. But they weren't sure on Carson Wentz, so they drafted Jalen Hurts. Carson didn't work. Now they're doing the same thing again. They're unsure about Jalen. Maybe they've moved in the draft to get a quarterback. We don't know. But the Dolphins, on the same way, they got a quarterback in the draft in Tua. And now why are you moving up? To get a quarterback? Or are we all... In the lottery. Okay. When did this shift happen of like the microwave culture? So we're not building, developing, giving trust to young players anymore in the NFL? I don't even know what it is because the uncertainty is crazy because look at Russell Russell Wilson. Look at Tom Brady. The unsurety of quarterbacks. I mean, Tom Brady won. He did what he did in, in, in New England, but they didn't believe in him, and, and he went somewhere else, and he won. So now you're looking at New England and saying they're wrong. Russell's having issues with Seattle, and he could be out of here maybe for some draft picks or for some players. So the uncertainty, nobody's short quarterback I see in the NFL right now. It doesn't matter who you are, except probably Tom Brady, who's locked into his contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We just in a crazy era now because – what backup quarterbacks making sixteen million a year now? That's crazy. So it's like your backup got to be a starter now. Like mm-hmm. you got to have a starter quality backup. Mm-hmm. Just with the injuries and how fast the game's getting. So I don't know. It's just I don't know what's about to be next. But I know Smith. Hmm. Smith is a monster. So Devontae Smith is a monster. So whoever lands him. Is he is he available at number six? He could have been Philly. What's number two? I don't. I don't. don't, Listen, man. Listen, listen, listen. Why can't y'all get right, man? Listen. You know what's crazy? The funny thing is, we win a Super Bowl, and we turn into the Florida Marlins. Y'all fire y'all coach. Y'all do all the things. We did. That's what the Florida Marlins did. They got rid of all their players. Gary Sheffield. Everybody's gone. We just got rid of everybody. Everybody who's on the championship team, either the ones that did stay, like. Um, hmm. what's that guy's name? Al, 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 Sean Jeffrey. Al, have we even seen him on the field? So I don't know, man. I know we can't get right. At least we've gotten rid of our coach. Um, we've gotten rid of Carson Wentz. 
Hopefully they give the helms to Hurts and we'll see what they do in the draft. Yeah, they got to make a decision, man. Um, AB, that would be a good pickup. But what do you think he resigns? Where, where does he go? AB, it's a possibility that he does go back to the the, the, the Pats. Uh, I, not, not, I'm sorry, not the Pats. It's a possibility that he can go back to the Bucks, but I don't know, man. Things are a little bit interesting with AB. It's like I don't think they want to sign him or maybe they're going to go over the cap. So I don't know where he'll go, but the only team that shows me that they were interested in him is what or was the Bucks. Now that we look at the situation from a different standpoint, some people say it would be good for him to go play with his cousin in Baltimore. I heard Seattle at one point. Yeah. They say to go to Baltimore, but Baltimore just signed Sammy Watkins, which was a big pickup. So you can't even say that they want to sign another receiver. So Also, this is one of the um, biggest receiver drafts coming up. So I think a lot of teams are waiting. Receivers, quarters, receivers, corners, and quarterbacks. So you see um, like a Malcolm Butler and a um, Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. They vets, but let me see what I can get first. That's true. So they kind of on the outside looking. That's down. why, yeah, that's why they haven't gotten the contract yet. I think AB might find himself in that way too. Pretty much, pretty much. It's going to be interesting. The draft is going to determine a lot, but I already know who's going to win. The same person who won free agency is going to win the draft. So New England right now What's is one the, free. Do you, know, do you know their picks or no? You don't know. I, I can't remember, but I know Belichick. That's all that matters. And whoever he drafts is going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to see the Patriots next year, man. Just to see what what they could do. You can say what you want to say, but. Uh, Bill Belichick was the one that drafted uh, Tom Brady, if I'm if I'm right. So if he drafted Tom Brady, he might know what's in there. He also missed on Lamar Jackson, but I mean, hey, listen, we, listen. Hey, we can't win them all. Listen, <laughs> hey, he he got six. He got six with one. So I'll take the six with one over the Lamar scrambling and jambling. Hey, Lamar, <laughs> he always find a way. Hey, man. listen, I'm, I'm with you. Hey. I, listen, listen. Shout out to Lamar. Lamar. Hey, he always trying to find a way, man. To listen. Get you. Hey, it's a scrambling and jambling. Scrambling and jambling. What that even mean? He's scrambling and he lose the football. Hey, you see? Come on, man. <laughs> hey, man. Prince of Barty, man. Holla at us. Listen, it's all good, baby. It's all good. <laughs> NBA, boy, it's it's been crazy. We've been having people moving around. We've been having people being disgruntled. We've been having buyouts. What's the biggest story that jumps out to you today? Today, Dennis Schroeder. Would turn down a four-year, eighty-four million dollar contract to extend with the Lakers. So that's twenty-one million dollars a year that he turned down. And there's other players in the league who want twenty million dollar contracts. Do we think Schroeder's being greedy, or does is does he deserve these numbers when he's only been with the Lakers for what a ser- serviceable three and a half months? Maybe? Schroeder's a hell of a player, man. He's um he's young. Schroeder's what? Under he's definitely under twenty five. Mm-hmm. He's always stayed kind of injury free for the most part. You know, mm-hmm. he'll have nicks here and there, but he play he he's the new version of Rondo, but he's a scorer. So imagine if Rondo was a better shooter. He's playoff Rondo in regular season. Mm-hmm. You know, he give he could lock up another team's point guard. He's scrappy. What uh, LeBron call him? Uh, what he call him? A Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace. He yeah. just creates havoc. So mm-hmm. I'm all about 
Try to go get to secure your bag. You know, hopefully they can, we can lock it up because I think he's the future with AD. They got to kind of start thinking past LeBron. Mm-hmm. So that's why I hope they can get Drummond on a long-term deal too and kind of you got to start building your pillars now and like think post-LeBron now, man. Drummond. So we're talking about Drummond. Speaking of Drummond, so front lines. We've been, we, we, we talked about front lines in the NBA or what the NBA right going now. With the front line that the Lakers have, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, LeBron James. Would you say, talent-wise, this might be one of the best front lines we've ever seen on the court? Well, if Yeah, when it comes to versatility, size, athleticism, length, yeah. Because you look at LeBron, he's 6'10", like I've been telling you. He's 6'10", Drummond 6'11", AD 7 feet, like, Who's getting to the rim and passing lanes? And we ain't even mentioned Kuzma's length or just mm-hmm. the Lakers are just a big team. So adding somebody like Drummond just can, can you imagine like I was saying to you off air, you remember how good LeBron had Larry Nance Jr. looking? Mm-hmm. Bro, team LeBron got Larry J- Lance Jr. paid for the Cavs. Remember he got that big deal to stay with the Cavs? Mm-hmm. So I think he can make Drummond look like a monster. I don't even know how you make it. He's only averaged less than double-double rebounds one year, his rookie year. He's 13.8 rebounds a game. So, you know what we're going to do? Let's examine something first. And I know a lot of people have been doing this, but let's examine something first. Everybody's talking about how everybody's moving and how teams are, but I want to examine something that nobody's talked about. The benches of the Nets and the Lakers. When you look at the five that comes off of the Lakers on their bench, now with Drummond on the team, you got Marcus Saul as your center. You got Montrez Harold as, as, your, as your, your power forward. THT, Kuzma. Yep. Caruso. Caruso. That's your five. And we also talking about picking Bradley up. And so and you might not be done. But that's but that's the bench. The bench of the Nets. I mean, who does the Nets have? Is Dimwitty even going to be back in time for the playoffs? They're trying to trade him. They're trying to get something off with him, but. I'm going to make a bold cut, man. I'm going to make a bold cut. Miami Heat going to be in the NBA Finals this year. With the pickup of Victor Oladipo, the Miami Heat going to be in the playoffs this year. Here's my thing with the Heat. In the I, finals. In I, the get, finals. I get why you're saying that, but here's my thing with the Heat, right? The Heat, the heat got to stop playing and just go get a guy. Just go get a dog. They have a bunch of players who are nice guys, nice pieces, but nobody on that present roster will be the best player on a championship team. I love Oladipo. Athleticism, he's a cool player. Mm-hmm. You know how I feel about Jimmy Butler. But who's the guy, if Harden starts cooking, Kyrie start cooking, hey, bro, just go get us 40 real quick. That 18 points from Bam no, I, I feel what no, you're saying. I'm just saying just because we saw that in the playoffs because Jimmy, Jimmy got tired because there was I, no you, buckets. But you, know, but you know who they remind me of? You know who they remind me of? I'm going to be honest with you. They remind me of the Boston Celtics. And I'm going to tell you why. The reason why I say the Boston Celtics is, is this. Oh, they just. You had Ray. You had um, Paul Pierce. You had KG. You had Rasheed Wallace at, at one point in time on the same team. You had Shaquille O'Neal at one point on time on the same team. With Rondo. I just think that they just threw a bunch of pieces together. Now, I love the fact that Harden can make these guys play. 
But I think Harden can make anybody play if you put the right people around him. James Harden is just that great of a guy. When we're talking about the greatest all-around players, if we made a list right now, Prince and Barney, and I know you'll agree with me right now, it would go LeBron, Harden, and Westbrook, probably the greatest all-around players to ever play in basketball. But at the same point, Harden and Westbrook have the same problem. They can't win past a certain level in the playoffs. Is it because they don't have the people and the pieces, or is it because of them? Now, I've seen Harden have the pieces get there, and one player twists an ankle or a hamstring, and he can't lead them to the promised land. You can't give me one game after Chris Paul gave him two. And, and so once the Warriors figured that out, it was over. And when Jesus and Moses wouldn't be in that mm, team. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I get what you're saying, though. My point is, is this. He still should have gave. My mind with him is he has the pieces now. But I think there's going to be everybody keeps saying, okay, they don't know if the Lakers are going to make the finals. I could care less about them saying that. I believe it's going to be the Nets are going to be the team that's going to be hard to make the finals. The roadblocks that they have compared to L.A., the only team that to me is a threat to the Lakers in the Western Conference right now is Denver with the addition of Aaron Gordon. Oh, no, they, they, Denver's scary, scary. But I also think it's teams getting disrespected. We look at the Jazz. You look at um, the Milwaukee Bucks. You know what I mean? You look at those teams. I just think those teams have both flamed out in the playoffs, mm-hmm. just like Denver and Portland. So if you look at all the teams, even the Clippers, mm-hmm. the Lakers are the only tried and true team that you could trust. Portland, what are we going to get? You just never know. CJ, Denver, yeah, but they still young. Can they, when it's half-court basketball, what happens? Aaron Gordon is not really a great, great shooter. I can neutralize him. Def- like So it's... It comes down to X's and O's and people's weaknesses. Denver has a lot of holes. Mm-hmm. Michael Porter Jr. is good, but I put a body on him. True, true. He's frustrated. He's young. True. So it's that's when you get deep into the playoffs, the veteran tactics and you know resting while you just dribble like these little. It's just all about rest and increments. Mm. So I trust the Lakers. You know, I trust. There's not a lot of teams I can say that I trust in the playoffs. Only team I think I trust in the playoffs right now, I'm going to be real with you. It's either going to be Philly or Miami in the in the oh, East. Oh, yes. Those are, yeah, yeah, those two teams. For sure. Philly or Miami. I, and the only reason why I keep saying Miami is because I trust the coaching staffs. Yeah. And they got the same. They, they kept who they supposed to keep. I trust the coaching staff. And the thing with the Lakers, I trust the Lakers coaching staff too. I don't think that – I think even though Clippers picked up Rondo – they lost. A, they took a gun out of a, a bullet out of their gun. So when I need a big three, now I'm gonna be depending on Rondo to give me a big three over yeah, and, uh, over Luke. And here's the thing: they're dependent on. They're really dependent on the orchestrator, right? To get their offense, get to get get into the sets. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. Rondo's one of my favorite point guards, as you know. I but I don't know what he has left mm-hmm. because I can't think of who defensively Rondo is stopping. Just on the just right now defensively, these guards are. You see Devin Booker one night. You're seeing Dame and CJ. It just you're seeing Jamal Murray. So it just never stops. Is Rondo up for that, or did they get him for assurance? Like okay, Pat Beverly still hurt. We got Rondo to hope for playoff Rondo, or is it just you think we need a point guard so Paul George could get in his position, get in his spots, Kawhi Leonard get to the block? What do you think Rondo's biggest impact is for them at this stage? Rondo is simply paranoia and anxiety by Ty Lue. 
He's worried about the point guard position. He doesn't know what's going on, and he's trying to keep pace with everybody in free agency. So he just went and go and, and traded. Okay, Lou, you did this already. We already felt this way about you from the bubble, from that. So it's time for us to move you. So let's get – Rondo was the biggest piece for the Lakers, and Lou, you were the biggest loss for us last year. So they just swapped the two out. All I felt like it was was pressure. But I, I don't think that Rondo helps them anyway because offensively it just weakens the team. The team is weakened now. Remember, who's coming off the bench? Luke Kennard is their best scorer coming off the bench now. Or is it, or is it Marcus Morris? Because you're going to have to probably keep Marcus Morris off the bench. You have Rondo now, and once Beverly comes back, Beverly may start, then Rondo's your best player off the bench. But when Rondo came off the bench with the Lakers, he had Kuzma. He had Caruso. He had people he can get the ball to so that they can score. Who is he passing the ball? Luke Kennard. That's, that's his, 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 his. Luke Kennard is his Paul Pierce. Luke Kennard. Yeah, I, I don't know. But who, who do you think has the most pressure? Like, we'll do it two ways. What team has the most pressure just going into this after the buyout? We know we know all rosters are established for the most part. Who do you think has the most pressure as a team? And then go to the player you think has the most pressure in this playoffs. Team, I would say... That's crazy. I want to say Clippers because all. Oh, obviously, yeah. But you know what? I'm not gonna say Clippers. I'm gonna say the team is the team is the Nets. The reason why I say the Nets is because the Nets they picked up Blake, they picked up Lamarcus, they they traded to get Harden. They they signed these two big guys. They changed the whole platform of that team. If you look at the team a year to year, remember when the Clippers had their team and they moved their team from year to year. The Nets are more drastic than any team. Anybody who was on that team from last year is is either gone or they're, you know, of course Kyrie, but even then. Yeah, I, I agree with you halfway. The Nets. I agree with you because they're the favorites 100%. Mm-hmm. But then again, you can look at LeBron playing the Mavericks where they lost. Mm-hmm. Them teams like that second year, they'll win it. Mm-hmm. Like the next year, they'll be unstoppable. They'll probably do 72 and mm-hmm. 10. So... I can't say I, I'm a Lakers fan, obviously, so I can't say I'd be shocked if the Nets didn't win because mm-hmm. I could see strategy and certain matchups mm-hmm. that will cause them against the Lakers. If we go big, it's it's it's, it's you know you know, why, you know why I'm saying that they have the most pressure on them is because now a person like Giannis can go into a series versus them and be oh I'm the underdog, so I can go at your net. Who's stopping me over here? Or or a person like Embiid can say I'm the underdog. Who's stopping me in here? But when we talk about a player with the most pressure, Kawhi Leonard by far. Kawhi Leonard has the most pressure. I don't say KG, KD because KD was hurt. I don't say Kyrie. Even though these guys said all the things they said in the team, they know it's going to take time for them to win. But the person who has the most pressure, Kawhi Leonard. And it was, it's the same thing as last year. Kawhi had the pressure. The funny thing was you saw who Kawhi Leonard was. <laughs> Three, four, five, six, and seven of that series. You saw who he was. And playoff P, you saw who he was. To me, I feel like it's crazy. You put these two guys together, and it, to me, they remind me of the Heat. Remember the Heat that first year when they put them together, and then they, they blew, they dropped the ball in the finals with LeBron. But it's even worse because they didn't even get out the conference finals. And the Clippers still, here's the thing. 
if the Nets don't win the championship, they still know they can come back. If the Clippers don't get out the second round, yeah, and that's that's why I say it's Kawhi. I don't say the Clippers because Ty Lue just came in. But what's your take, man? Um, I agree. I agree with that. But those are that's not my picks. But I agree. Um, yeah, they, they mortgage their whole future to like twenty twenty eight. So they gotta win. Mm-hmm. So anything less than a, a finals appearance mm-hmm. is a failure. Mm-hmm. Some people might say conference fi- conference finals, but nah. Because they can mess around and get the back door way up. Mm-hmm. Where Portland, Denver, like these teams are battling. They can mm-hmm. kind of, because every team kind of gets that back door. Mm-hmm. It just depends on how everything falls. But you know who I say is under the most pressure? They're under the most pressure, but they're not expected to win. Portland. Portland and Boston. So it's like together. We've seen the CJ and Dane experiment for. <laughs> it's been a minute. So we've seen Drew Holiday and Rondo shut them down. Can't, that's your past. You can't hide from that. What now? You're trying to you're trying to make it seem like you can win with two small guards. History says that doesn't happen since Zeke and Joe D. We're talking <laughs> eons ago. The game is more athletic. The guys are bigger. So either they package somebody up for CJ and get Dame the proper pieces, or what happens? Let's go to Boston. Danny Ainge. He's been this. We talked about this last, well, a couple months ago. He's this big-time GM. But all he does is miss. What's the point of having all these draft picks? All this, quote-unquote, He's. I'm hearing he's a guru, but he, he bluffed on Anthony Davis. He bluffed on Drummond. You bring in Tristan Thompson? Mm. So it's like, I don't know where Boston goes. Tatum Brown, uh, they're cool young. They're great young players, but for the next four years, they're gonna be four seed every year. Cause Bucks ain't going nowhere. Philly ain't going nowhere. Brooklyn ain't going nowhere. The Knicks ain't going nowhere. Watch they watch they moves. So Boston can mess around and just be a real average team. Mm. Kemba ain't it, man. I mean, in Kemba, and I, no disrespect to Kemba Walker, I think Kemba was that big fish in a small pond in Charlotte where there's no expectations. I can come out here, shoot 20 shots, average 26 points, and it don't be worth a damn. You over there playing with other players, and Kemba just looks, he's small, bro. He just looks, he's not guarding nobody. Your jumper's off, so why are you on the court? And he's not a true point guard. Well, let's 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 really examine the situation where it really is. They should have never traded for Kyrie Irving. Yeah, if they never traded for Kyrie Irving. They would have been in a, in a totally different position with the team. And you look at the team now. I mean, I love Jalen Brown's game. That that boy is that boy is going to be something special, special, very special. And his name going to be in the Raptors in Boston. One hundred percent. I think his name being the Raptors before Tatum. Not the way he's playing. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on it. But I think Danny Ainge does need to be gone, but what are you going to do? I mean, they're not going to get rid of him just like you can't get rid of Dolan in, in New York. <laughs> it's yeah. it's going to be what it is. And then everybody in the East is always going to be doing what they're doing. Miami's always been light years ahead of Boston since 2008 when the, that big three won. The Heat have 
won multiple championships from Shaq and two with LeBron. So they are already ahead. And Giannis and KD, it's all about who has the better players. So Giannis and KD are better in, in Brooklyn with the teams Brooklyn and, and Milwaukee. So Boston's always going to be behind unless they magically get somebody big out of this 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 March Madness. These players in March Madness now. But do you think it's more of like a, it's positions, right? Boston is just, they have Jalen, you know what it is? Brown and Tatum are CJ and Dame. Mm-hmm. One is slightly better than the other, where it's like, but Dame and CJ are the same player. True. What There's nothing Dame could do that CJ can't. It's just that it's two of them. Mm-hmm. So Dame obviously is the killer. It's Dame's team. But it's like Tatum, they sim- similar skill sets where if you didn't have one, you could fill, get a power forward. You could properly fill your void. Listen, I don't know. In the past, there was a time when you had a team with Rod Strickland, Chris Webber, and Jawan Howard. You, you think of that team, that's one of the probably one of the best. Caliber yeah. Great team. But then who do they want up against? Michael Jordan. And so it's the same thing for Portland. It's not necessarily Portland is the problem. The issue is is that Dame has gone up against as these people at some point in time, LeBron James, Steph Curry, them for three years. I mean, he's he's going up against people that's always going to – it's always been a, a big bull in his way. You know what it is? Yes and no. And I'm going to give Stephen A. the credit on this. When are we going to start looking at Terry Stotts? Think about every if we, football. If a team is underachieving, mm-hmm. we fire Jason Garrett. Mm-hmm. But you see, it wasn't Jason Garrett. Terry Stott, when is game plan? Okay, I come in here. They, if they shut Dame down, what's my plays? I feel like he don't. I feel like Terry Stott just kind of lets them do what they want. Mm-hmm. Here you go, Melo. Mm-hmm. Dribble, dribble, dribble. Melo does his little medium range. I never look at Terry Stott like he has a game plan. Like Vogel's coming in. All right. We're sitting Dwight Howard this whole series against Houston. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Terry Stott and looked at a good coach, or he just has Dame, CJ, and a bunch of talent in Portland? I I, I agree with the latter that he has Dame in talent in Dame with the talent in Portland, but I also feel that Dame is held to a higher level because he stayed there. I still think we need more from CJ. I think CJ. You can say Terry Stout gets more of the blame, but I think CJ gets some of the blame as well. And, o- and the only reason why I say that is just you've been the number two this long. It, when, if it, when it was Scotty, Scotty in um, Chicago, he was held to a standard. I don't think CJ meets that standard as a Scotty Pippen or meets that standard as a Clay Thompson, meets that standard as a Dwayne Wade. And so like consistent. he's not a consistent. And the coaching is not consistent either. So I, I I won't put all on Terry Stout, but I need more from CJ. And here's another thing from CJ. CJ's not always healthy either. And that's not a good thing. So I would move him. So do you so you look at CJ like Chris Middleton? Who you think is a better number two? Who C- do you trust more? CJ. Over Middleton. Yeah. But ironically, Middleton's their best wing defender. Isn't mm-hmm. that it's like it's it's like that's why Middleton, I never all the way get on him because I know what Middleton's asked to do night after mm-hmm. night. He's the two-way player of that team. Well, he's the Clay Thompson. And, yeah, exactly. And he does what Clay Thompson does. He does exactly what Clay. Right. He hits shots, open shots. He hit timely shots. He plays timely defense. So he's he's 
he's worth the player they was. What kind of what Nick Anderson was for the Magic when the Magic had a okay. winning team. Well, yeah, man. NBA talk. Press Lombardi. Yeah. He is a Laker maniac, and he is the Archbishop of the Bronze Sexuals. <sighs> Welcome back to Prince and Barty. What's good, man? Yeah, man, I'm here, man. You so, know, clean, so, clean as ever. Let's see you with your diet. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see what you got, man. Got your old Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw. You already know what that is, man. So speaking of Clayton Kershaw, Dodgers number one in the power rankings. Yeah, and they look good, man. Look like they're gonna repeat the team. The team is good. I mean, with baseball, it's like any other sport. You got to have a good defense. And so, let's just if we look at championship teams, you have to have multiple defenders. The Dodgers have multiple pitchers. And then they still have the best pitcher in the game in Clayton Kershaw. So, I what can you really do with them? And it's about time that they won because they were always power ranked to win. But when you look at all the different teams that 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 are in the national I mean the Met I'm sorry, National. Major League Baseball, San Diego, the Yankees. Yankees. My Yankees up there. Yeah. Braves yeah. up there. So it's a lot of old school teams, mm-hmm. man. You look at the Mets. Of course. You got both New York teams in the top five power rankings. Well, the Mets actually was surprisingly a very good team, and they made surprising some good pickups in the offseason. So they're going to be good. But the Braves, the Braves to me, always the team that wows me. I'm going to tell you why. I like the team they have in Atlanta. Uh, it's head, head off by Dansby Swanson. What you got to remember in baseball, you should know this because you're a Yankees man, that shortstop position oh, yeah. is a very important position. And Dansby Swanson, man, he plays the position crazy. Not only is he just a great position, the way he plays a position, but think of it this way. He hits like Dustin Pedroia. Yeah. So he can swing that rock, man. He can swing that rock. The Braves have a great team. Yankees, of course, I mean, you're looking at Aaron Judd, you're looking at Stanton, Carlos Stanton, they got some hitters, man. You can't do that with them. Now, Stanton, I've seen some uh, preseason uh, footage. He crushing them like it's, like he playing uh, T-ball. Mm-hmm. They, they have a, a very one a great one-two punch. Reminds me of Big Poppy and Manny Marirez when they had in Boston oh. back in the day. The, that one, two, those two back. Manny had the dreads, yeah. too. That was my guy. So at one point, you know, you got Manny coming up to hit, and then following Manny is Big Poppy, or Big Poppy comes up and following Big Poppy is Manny. So who are you going to pitch to? Are you going to pitch to this guy, or are you going to pitch to that guy? So the Yankees are always going to be in it. But the way this, this thing has been set up, baseball is going to be good. But this is what I want to ask you. Power rankings is out. Thursday the season starts. So, Prince, who do you have in the World Series? All right, so my heart is always going to go Yankees. Mm -hmm. But my mind is going to tell me Dodgers, right? Mm -hmm. I look at Clayton Kershaw like Peyton Manning. Mm -hmm. You know he was great regular season. He couldn't get over that hump. Mm -hmm. But you know he's one of the GOATs. Mm -hmm. But he just couldn't win. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was happy to see Kershaw win. So now he like, okay, these dudes not messing with me. Mm-hmm. I like Kershaw again this year, bro. Just because off the, I know how the champagne tastes. You want to get some more. I got that off my back. Yeah. Oh, I'm a goat now. Let's and, play ball. And you know, they, they, they said they were competing with the Lakers anyway, so they got to keep winning to keep up with the Lakers. I'm, hey, I'm with it, man. So. so so who you got coming from the um American League? 
National League, you got the Dodgers. Well, who are they going to play in, in the championship? Is it going to be the Yankees? Or who, who, who's going to be in there? Dodger Yankees World Series? That, that'd be that's listen, like that's I, some like I gotta play the lotto if that happens. That's nostalgia, yeah, yeah. That's great nostalgia as far as back in the day. Is that, that, when have they ever? How many times have they ever played? I think it's three or f- or maybe four. It's three or four times that they've met in the World Series. Yeah, that would be that would be crazy. That would be crazy. But I'm gonna be honest with you. People are sleeping on Tampa. I think Tampa because they just played they they just played them in in, in the World Series. It should be them going back. But honestly, the team I got going back to play them, mm, I'm going to go ahead and go with, excuse me, going Boston, man. All right. So, see, he always find a way to bring LeBron James in here suddenly. (laughs) Which, hey, listen, listen, this has nothing to do with baseball. This is him. That his boy got a stake in the Boston Red Sox. Off air, he was telling me how much listen. the Red Sox is worth and counting LeBron pockets. Listen, listen, man. man, listen. Kershaw, you see how you do, y'all? <laughs> listen, Kershaw, man. I, I got man, all love. No, I, I didn't say the Red Sox are gonna win it. I said it's gonna be the Red Sox and the Dodgers. And um, it sounded like you said they was gonna win it. No, 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 no. Listen, Boston didn't even make the playoffs last year, but they, they won two years ago. I think they're gonna come back. LeBron game, you think it's a not not just LeBron. I just think that they they got a lot of these too much. Remember when Boston won, they had one big player as a hitter, and they had a whole bunch of no name hitters along with them. They're going back to that how how they doing it, getting the players in the minors, bringing them up, and doing it that way instead of keeping the players that they have. You know who Boston wish they had right now? Who Mookie Betts? <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's gonna be a good World Series. They gave Mookie, but like, bro, like, how, well, how do you trade a generational player? Well, you know, listen, that's why LeBron had to come in there. Now Mookie has two rings, one in Boston and one in L.A. But that's why it's gonna be nostalgic against a World Series. Mookie gets to go up against the team that trade him. That's why I say that. So it should be a good World Series. Listen, y'all, make sure y'all tune in Thursday, Thursday ES- ESPN opening day. opening day, man. Listen, Kershaw coming back on the mound. We'll see how it turns out. Prince and Barty. Yes, sir. Prince and Barty is your number one source for all things sports. Now streaming on Spotify and iTunes. What's up, man? We back. Yeah. Thanks for staying with us, man. It's Prince and Barty. You know, we do our little, not always a what if, but just kind of just taking a deeper dive into certain topics. So Mm -hmm. I was thinking about ring chasers. You know, with the buyout market, mm-hmm. um, Blake is catching a lot of flack. Mm-hmm. Marcus Aldridge catching a lot of flack. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I feel like they damned if they do, damned if they don't. Of course. Because we look at Carl Malone, he gets so disrespected, even talking about power forwards because he doesn't have a ring. Barkley gets noticed a little more because I think he's outspoken. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Charles. Like, we respect Charles more. But when it comes to that, if they win the ring, Oh, bro, you chased the ring. Even if they went there and contributed to the ring, they mm-hmm. still get disrespected. True. If they don't try to get a ring or win a ring during their playing career, they get forgotten. Mm-hmm. So what What do you do? The crazy thing with this whole argument is if no matter what you do in sports, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So I believe that it's always good. Listen, who was it last year? 
uh, uh, wasn't Dwight Howard a ring chaser last year? And now, that, now, he's and, and, and now he's NBA champion. So you can say whatever you want to say. People, the narrative can be what it is when you wanted to play. But at the end of your career, you want to be still remembered as I was a champion. I won. You know, we look at John Elway, one of the, the greatest stories in any sport. They would always say John could never win the big game. But they would say, man, look, he does the same thing as, as Dan Marino. He does the same thing as... As, as Russell Wilson. I mean, the guys who are playing now, John Elway was that before Russell Wilson was doing what he was doing, That's but real. he could never win the big game. And so when he got Terrell Davis, you could say he was a ring chaser, but he won a championship. And now we remember John Elway not only as champion. a champion, he's a great exec because Denver, they won a champion. He, he, he won as an exec as well. Yeah. So when people call somebody a ring chaser, I just think it's, it's more so a hate. I mean, if somebody gets on a team and they win a ring, they get, they get them. Bro, listen, if I had a chance to play with Michael Jordan, call me a ring chaser. I got a ring. If you had a chance to play with Kobe Bryant, call you a ring chaser. You got a ring. Some people just get they get the opportunity to win. Let me ask you. So it's, it could work, and sometimes it doesn't work, right? You think about that 03 Lakers team when um, Gary Payton goes there. Mm-hmm. But see, Gary Payton already won with the Heat. Well, he was about to win with the Heat in 06. Mm-hmm. He didn't know it then, but Karl Malone goes there and gets hurt. Mm-hmm. So what if Karl Malone would have won that ring in L.A.? Do you think his legacy changes at all? If he if we beat the Pistons and what happens? He would be known as a champion, but I still think Karl Malone is one of, if not one of the greatest, greatest uh, players to ever play in the game as a power forward just because whenever you gave him the ball in the paint, he would finish. Automatic. Yeah, he would finish. He, he would automatically finish in the paint. So he was very – he shot always in the in 49 50%. So he's a great player. It's just that he never got the notoriety he's supposed to because he played against Michael Jordan. And, and let's be real. We remember the champions, man. That's true. I guess it's levels. I mean, it's great as something if you don't win. It, it's – it's almost like it's no fault to your own. You want to hear something crazy? There's, there's some polls that more people remember Byron Russell than they do Carl Malone just because of the shot. The shot. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I believe it. So it's just it's one of those things, man. It's it's different uh, different penthouses. You may think you got the biggest penthouse, yeah. but it's one above you. That's true. You just didn't know it. Exactly. There's somebody above you in the penthouse. They're they, they coming in the back where That's the it. kitchen is. The That's elevator it. going straight up. Straight up. And you see them and you be just shocked. But that's how the game go. What's the plan for the weekend, man? Man, this weekend, what am I doing, man? I don't know, man. I'm about to start getting real busy with business stuff, so I'm gonna just kick with the family. Definitely, definitely. What man. you got going on? Movies, man. You know me, movies. Uh, last week, I I watched the uh, the the Godzilla. Ju- no, nah, Justice League. Now I'm about to watch Godzilla. Godzilla okay. comes out uh, this week, so I'm gonna go check it out. See if it's pretty good or what. We're gonna win, man. Uh, yeah, well, this fool asked me who's gonna win. Godzilla or King Kong? Listen, you know who's going to win, man. Godzilla. His name is in the credits. His name has been in the credits. Oh, so he's going to win because the books is cooked. Basically, Godzilla's Hove and, and King Kong is Drake. He's he going to take a shot at Drake, too. Listen, one thing that's going to happen, he's going to take a shot at Lamar Jackson, and he'll take a shot at Drake, guaranteed. Listen, I, I actually like Drake's music, but but I just got to let him know he's, he ain't on Hove level, though. Hold but, on. Rambling and what? Oh no, scrambling and jambling. Scram- <laughs> 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 hey. In your lobby. <laughs> we out here, man. Y'all check us out each and every week. Yes, sir. Yeet.
Prince and Barty will be doing live broadcast at several locations around the country. Follow and like all Prince and Barty's social media pages for exclusive details. There will be game tournaments, sport trivia, best fan contests, and cash giveaways all night. This can be your chance to win big.